It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. everyone and thank you so much for joining me for another evening of your pleasure. I am Ellen Nicholas Rathbone and I have been in the pleasure party business since 1981. I have enjoyed my many many years of spreading the good word about what love making is and the difference between love making and other forms of intimate contact. And in those many, many years, I have found that there's never anything wrong with love. There might be things wrong with ego. There might be things wrong with possession. There might be things wrong with anger. But there's nothing wrong with love. And if people treat each other responsibly and love each other responsibly and do unto others as they would have them do unto themselves, then lovemaking would take a whole new approach and a whole new understanding and a whole new appreciation for the gift that it is. Because as we as human beings are the few species that can actually enjoy lovemaking. We don't do it just to procreate. We have creative imagination. And who's to say what that creative imagination should or shouldn't be. Who is speaking as the word of God? As far as I'm concerned, there's nobody out there that is my God, and my God is my conscience. And as I have a conscience, and I'm sure everyone has a conscience, to be able to listen to it and understand it and not do things that are vile because they wouldn't want those vile things done to them. So tonight we're going to talk about lovemaking as the beautiful, wonderful, inclusive act that it is. And when I say inclusive, I mean that lovemaking takes forms in many, many different ways. It is not just between a man and a woman. It is between anyone who has the capacity to love, to want to share, to want to give. So today... I have invited the wonderful Gaia Morissette to come back and speak with me once again on the pleasures of the flesh as they can be related to other relationships. And that's what we really are, folks. We are a series of relationships and how we respond to them. Before I bring Gaia on, I want to remind everyone 
because I have to do this for you know, everybody's benefit, that if you are interested in any of the ideas that I put forth or products that I should mention, if they sound even the least bit enticing to you, please visit my site, www.yourpleasure, that's one word, yourpleasure.com. Those, that website will lead you to a bigger website where there's information galore and you can leave your suggestions and you can leave your ideas and you can leave your thoughts so that they can be discussed because it is with understanding that we as a society, as a consciousness, grow. cannot leave things in the corners and pretend that they don't exist the more that we talk about things and understand their root, the more we can grow in society. And sex is not something that we should shy away from. So having said all of that, I would like to invite to the conversation the lovely and wonderful Gaia Morissette. Are you there, dear? I am, and so excited to be here with you today. Oh, and I'm excited to have you. And I mean that in the nicest way. <laughs> Um, today's topic is on alternative lifestyles. So why yes. don't you introduce yourself to our audience and and give them an understanding of what you mean by alternative lifestyles. Well, as you said, my name is Gaia Morissette. I'm the owner of Succulent Living, and my mission in life is to make the world a happier hornier and juicier place for us all to live in <laughs> and i do that through many many different sorry i said it sounds like a plan <laughs> exactly um and i do that through many different you know modalities um from coaching to body work to workshops seminars retreats if you're interested we can you can check out my website later but Alternative lifestyles is something that I feel very passionate about, not just from um, a sex coach perspective, but also as my own personal journey into the world of sexuality. As I am not a typical, um, well, I'm not typical on any level. <laughs> so it's for me, I, as, I'm, as a bisexual, non-monogamous, um, woman, very kinky, um, you know, my exploration has not been into the mainstream, um, typical monogamous relationships. Right. And so for me, I've explored all the different alternative lifestyles. So the ones that we're going to talk about today is there's four different lifestyles that I'm going to talk about. So there's BDSM, which is the kinky lifestyle. There's swinging, which is, um, I'll go into more detail a little bit later, uh, polyamory, which is also another non-monogamous lifestyle choice, and right. nudism, um, which is a, a completely, it has nothing to do with sex, but it's a lifestyle. And when people talk See, about lifestyle... I know. I know it has nothing to do with sex because I've actually been invited to a party of a, by a nudist club that's right down the street from us. They're in Atlantic Highlands. They're called Fog. And uh, these people couldn't care less about sex. Seriously, they'll walk yeah. around naked for each other, but sex is not even a thought for many of them. Maybe they'll do some leering, but they don't even they don't even leer anymore. It's really weird. No. With all that nudity, well, actually, so there would be some more interest. <laughs> 
No. So, well, let's start with that lifestyle, you know, because it, it's it's of of the four that we're going to talk about, it's the one actually that has nothing to do with sexuality. Um, you know, being I'm a nudist. You, you know, um, anybody in my life who knows me um, knows that you know, spending time with me, the likelihood of us running around in the jungle or the forest naked is probably pretty good. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, for me, being a nudist is really about the freedom and the safety of not wearing clothes. It has nothing to do with sexuality. It's like when you were a kid and you wanted to feel the sun and the wind on your skin or when you're running up and down the beach naked, you know, that freedom of just pure safety in the world. And so for nudists and naturalists is what the, you know, the technical terminology is, it, that's exactly what it is. It's just about being in this body that we came into this world with and really just being safe and comfortable in it and not really having to wear clothes that are uncomfortable or uh, might pinch or, you know, ride or just feeling completely free. And when you're at a nudist resort that's specifically nudist and specific, specifically naturalist, um, it's incredible what happens that you first walk in there and you might feel really awkward or uncomfortable. Yeah. But then it's like within 20 minutes, um, all of a sudden it's like it becomes it's so normal that you're like, why would I ever put clothes on again? <laughs> you know, it's, it's just I know. Believe me, I know. I want to tell you one little quick story about stockings. Stockings, pantyhose for, in particular for women, are the the greatest reason for vaginal yeast infections. And um, Mm. actually, yeah, pantyhose, not stockings, but pantyhose. And so instead of warning women about wearing pantyhose and saying, you know, really, between stress, not enough uh, nutrition, and uh, pantyhose, you're setting yourself up for a yeast infection. Well, uh, women would rather buy the medicine then be comfortable. Instead of the, the the society is saying, listen, keep these clothes on. You can always yeah. get a cream for the uh, the problem that you're going to have with the clothes we're selling you. See how I'm saying? Yes. It's like uh, it's not even healthy to wear certain clothing. I mean, certain clothing is really important in the winter time. You definitely want to have a coat around you. But it should be really okay to want to just be inside your skin. And I think. That by looking at yourself, you seeing how you really look without all the trappings, you might be a little more inspired to take better care of yourself. Maybe I'm saying, just maybe. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> well, I'm actually, in one of those things that I really noticed is, you know, not only just in my own life, but also, you know, I've I've spent a lot of time bringing clients to the nudist resort that's locally here, um, as well as friends of mine. And one of the things that have been said over and over again by the women that I brought with me is that, you know what, being here makes me feel good about myself, that it doesn't matter what shape or size I am, I can feel beautiful. As they watched many women, different ages, different shapes, not you know, different sizes, not care, just be right. completely comfortable in who they are. Right. It's been really inspiring for a lot of people. So, yeah, so that's – and it's really important that um, – not to say that nudity can't be sexual. It can, but in those frameworks 
of a news resort or when you're just running around naked. It it's, can be just about the freedom and it has nothing to do with sexuality. So right. if you're right. like, wow, you know, this after listening to Guy and Ellen talk that, you know what, I might want to go explore, just be forewarned that if you go to a nudist resort, that the number one rule is that there is no sexual conduct. There is no sexual leering. There, you know, men, you know, make sure you bring a towel <laughs> if, you know, you right. start you to know, get a heart on. That's one of the reasons that I don't particularly care to go to Sandy Hook, which is a nudist beach. And for many, many years, I avoided it. Having been to nudist beaches in Europe where there really isn't any leering, um, then yeah. to come here and have people, you know, not only leering at you on the beach, but actually bringing boats up and taking out uh, binoculars and leering at you from boats. So, and then there was one time I was walking with a friend of mine, a female friend of mine, we were walking down the beach, and this guy actually took a picture of me. Now, part of me was a little flattered, but the other part of me wanted to go over there, take his cell phone, and throw it into the ocean, because he has no right to take a picture of me. See what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, um, Which is yeah. why you want to do your research. Yeah. You want to do your research of where you're going to be what nudist resort, what nudist beach are you going to, um, do the research to see are they reputable, do they have safeguards. Like the the pond, um, the news resort that I go to here is called the Ponderosa. Yeah. And they are so fabulous. I can go there as a sing like as by myself as a as a young woman, a beautiful young woman and um I am not ever accosted or feel leered at or objectified and the one time I felt that way, they the the staff was aware of it because they watch everybody and was aware of this guy leering at me. They walked up to him and they told him the rules and then they walked up to him 15 minutes later and they kicked him out. So no, it's that's a very it, good thing. Now listen, we have to move on because it's eight fifteen almost. Oh yeah, you've only three more covered one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Move so, on to the next one, which was BDSM, okay, so, which happens to be my favorite. So go to that one. Okay. <laughs> so the BD, BDSM um, stands for many different things. So B stands for bondage. D stands mm -hmm. for discipline. S stands for um, sadom. Sadoism, and M stands for masochism. Now, um, D and S stands for dominance and submission, right. and the S and the M can stand for submission, and master and slave. So there's lots of variations in those, in that. But ultimately, it's about kink, and kink is basically anything that doesn't look like you're doing it with the lights off in missionary style. Right. So you can go from, you know, it doesn't have to be ex such extreme that it's like whips and chains and, you know, hanging from the ceiling and, you know, pain. It can be anything from basically bringing in a light blindfold or bringing in some, you know, taking strawberries and adding some food into your sexuality. Anything from that to a lot of the deeper fetishes and explorations. So, you know, not for nothing, but I've been teaching kink for 32 years and doing pleasure parties as my vehicle to do that because what I've been teaching is that to make love or to make it interesting is 
anything where you want to see what's going on, smell what's going on, taste what's going on, and enjoy what's going on. So you have to bring in, you know, it's something that you're you're developing beyond just tearing off your clothes and getting to it, which is what usually yes. happens in the dark. So I've actually yeah. been teaching that, and it, it's kind of nice that there are those other things out there that people will be doing. And um, it, it's also kind of encouraging to me that I've known all these years that I was kinky, but now that you have actually said it, you know, it's out there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, and you know, one of the things, though, that's really important, especially with the, the onset of Fifty Shades of Grey, yes. is that when we start to move into the world of exploration, and especially when it comes to things like bondage or spanking or toys, any kind of exploration that could have potential danger to your body, that you must go do your research because it's a skill set that you need to learn how to do safely so that it becomes so that it's a beautiful, wonderful exchange, power exchange, sensory right. exchange, but it's not anything that you you don't want to have to go to emerge and you don't want to injure yourself, and you don't want to injure somebody else, right. and you definitely don't want to have to have the conversation that with your, you know, with your chiropractor or your massage therapist. Right. <laughs> right. Of right. I think the one thing that people have to remember about any kind of sexual contact is even though there is going to be passion there, there also has to be control. And you have to know the limits of the other person. The point is that there's a tipping point for everyone, and you don't want to go past that. You want to have your passion, you want to, but you also need the skill set and the, the discipline to, to do what your passion calls for, but in in the right amount of energy, with the right amount of energy. Because a person, say, might like, say, rough handling, but rough handling can also be someone's neck getting broken. You know what I mean? And that's not the, yeah, that's that's what, the point of this. The, that the point of this is that there's a fantasy behind what you're doing. So you want to go through some of the actions, but you have to have control in all of those actions. And remember that the bottom line is do unto others as you would have them do unto you. If you don't want anyone to physically hurt you, humiliate you, and make you feel badly about yourself, then don't ever do that to anyone, Right. Well, yeah, yes, yes, and no, because all of those things that you just listed might be somebody's fantasy. So, right, right, okay. Um, right. Well, <laughs> not, not being a fantasy, it's not a fantasy; it's a reality for some people. But if it is a fantasy, then more power to you, because it's yeah. really important to feel whatever you want to feel and to and to own up to it, whether it's pain or joy, it's yours. And if you if it's coming into your life, it's there to be felt. So, yes, either way. So now go yes. on to the next topic, which is... Well, before before I move on to the next um, topic, there's something really important that I want to say about this, BDSM, okay. and it also leads into any of our alternative lifestyles, okay. which is you must negotiate your hard limits and your rules. Absolutely. So long before, long before you actually are engaged in that sexual act, um, it's important that you've sat down with your partner and you've discussed what you want, what you don't want, um, what your safe words are, what your code words are, and you've laid all of that out when you're not in the heat of passion. 
Because Absolutely. what happens is when we're, we're in the heat of passion and all of a sudden our brain, our function turns off because we're just thinking with lust and we say, sure, right. we'll do anything, just keep touching me. Right? Right. And then afterwards, psychologically, we're not prepared for the, the outcome of it and all sorts of things. So negotiate, communicate, set those limits right. and set up and, and knowledge. So you have your, you've done your knowledge, you've had your conversation, you've got all your props and you're ready to go. So right. those things need to be happen beforehand, which right. leads me into swinging and polyamory. So swinging is where basically to, you're in a relationship and you go and play with another couple. And mm-hmm. there's swing clubs and there's, you know, swingers chat lines and swingers dating sites and, and you know, conventions and all sorts of things. But it's, it, the idea is that you are, as a couple, go and play with other couples. And it's really important that you, long before you actually go and play, that again, you sat down and you figured out what your rules are with each other. Right, you absolutely. Know, it, r- rules of like, is kissing okay? Is who's, where do you, where do you, you know, it might be really important that you, at the end of the night, that you have sex with each other um, to reconnect. Um right. You know, what happens if, you know, one person's attracted to one person and they're not attracted to the other? You never take one for the team, ever, ever, ever. If both parties are not attracted to the other party, then you walk away. (laughs) And if any time one of you have jealousy or issues come up, that you stop the play immediately and you are a unit together and you walk away and you go deal with it. That right. this is just a recreational adventure that the right. both of you are going on together. Right. Okay, now go on to the next one because we only have okay. about eight minutes left. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then we have polyamory. And polyamory is basically every, covers everything that's non-monogamous. Um, it's basically you create the rules in which you engage in your relationships. So you might have a primary partner, which is somebody that you live with. You might have five other lovers outside of that. You might play together. You might play separately from your primary partner. You might have five primary partners. It's basically everybody is uh, a part of the experience. And every partner that's a part of your polyamorous relationships have negotiated, they've asked for what they need, and it's all above board. Oh, isn't that nice? That sounds like a yes. like a utopia. I could see me in yes. five minutes. One to do the laundry, one to make sure the outside of the house looks really good, one to cook, because, you know, some men really like to cook, and uh, one to give me all the sex that I can possibly handle. Actually, two to give me all the sex I can possibly handle. So I could definitely enjoy a menage a trois with me being, you know, a, I would like the German menage a trois, which is the two men and one woman. I think that's like the best coupling. Because actually, as women, we can enjoy all of our erogenous zones from the top of our heads to the soles of our feet. So there, you don't have to just be concentrated on breasts or vagina, you can actually concentrate on, you know, hands, mouth, and everything else on top to bottom of the skin, and the woman would just totally get into it because, you know, it's uh, it's a real pleasure to be touched by one, so doubly the pleasure to be touched by two who are so much into you. Isn't that like the yes. most beautiful thing in the world? I don't think there's anything more beautiful. I really don't. And I could say that exactly. I, I have actually uh, done that uh, a few times in my life and uh, absolutely appreciated the fact that here were lovers of mine and they knew about the other. Nobody had any ownership of me 
and there we all were, and everybody was sharing, and everybody was so nice, and it was so beautiful. It was just beautiful. Yeah. So I definitely, well, that's the German menage a trois, and then, of course, the Japanese menage a trois is the two women and one man. And uh, that can also be a lot of fun, usually for the man, but a lot of times if the women are into each other, then, of course, it can be absolutely fabulous for everybody. But um, personally speaking, if the, if people are not into each other, I don't think they should be there either, you know? I don't Here, think they period. should. And, and yeah. it's like that whole statement, you never take one for the team. If your loins are not burning with desire for somebody, you should not yeah. be engaging sexually with them, period. Right, right. Oh, I um, agree with you. Absolutely, yes. And I also have a motto I, about that, too. I mean, I, it's a, I won't say it's recently adopted because I've been married to the same man for 25 years, and I've always been a very loyal woman, but um, uh, before my husband I was a loyal woman, too. But my attitude has been pretty strong that my pussy won't go where my heart isn't. So if my heart cannot be there with this person that I know that they will respect me and treat me well and care for me in a genuine way, then I could never have, you know, any kind of sexual relations with that person. You know what I mean? Right now yeah. I'm monogamous with my husband, and I've told everybody that's ever asked me, but um, my my rule is my rule is that um, I have to be honest about all my relationships, and and, and this keeps, keeps our relationship integrous, you know? And I yes. think that's the most important thing, to have integrity in a relationship so that you're, whatever you're doing, you're doing it because it's you. It's who you are. It's what your spirit needs, and you're going for it. And I think that's a beautiful thing. You know, I really do. Well, and that's basically, the, you know, the bottom line is you need to figure out who you are. Yes. You know, a great, incredible book around, you know, jealousy and, and creating the relationships that you want with people is called The Ethical Slut. And it's a fabulous book because it talks about, let's look at why we choose the types of relationships we choose. Is it because of default, because the society told us that, that that was only our option? Or is it truly because of who we are? And once you know who you are, then you can create the relationships and the style of your relationships right. the way that's going to serve you. So you don't need to cheat and feel like a horrible human being because you don't know how to be monogamous because it's not in your makeup. You don't need to feel shame or guilt because you really want to be tied up while wearing a tutu and spanked by a rubber chicken. You don't need to feel that there's something wrong with you because you can embrace, when you embrace you who you are sexually right. and you can then create the sexual relationships and the life that you want to have with people that also love and support who you are, then that's beautiful. And right. that's ultimately what it is, is that right. there's many possibilities, and we talked about a few of them today, but there's even more possibilities beyond what we've talked about. So please, please, anybody who's listening, I give you permission to be who you are. There's nothing wrong with you. You're perfect as you are. Now go find the people that also believe and feel the same way as you do and connect with them and have the wonderful sex life and the wonderful relationships that you deserve to have. Right, right. As long as people remember that no matter what they do, if they are acting responsibly in their actions and in the relationship, that whatever direction they have to go in is going to be okay. 
You have to be responsible in whatever whatever the endeavor is. And that's I think that's in uh, all of life. If you don't want to get hurt, if you don't want to get diseased, if you don't want to get into an accident, if you you have to be responsible in your life. And when it comes to something as intimate and as dangerous as your sexuality, because your your sexuality can kill you. So when it comes to something like that, being responsible for yourself first and then for the relationship is the most important thing that you can bring into the relationship. And then, you know what, as far as I'm concerned, there's no judgment about it because it's really your conscience and your mindset and your spirit taking you to where you want to be and allowing your body to actualize and feel those feelings that your heart longs for. So go for it. Go for it. You know, Gaia... We are almost out of time, and, uh, yeah, we actually have three minutes left. But um, I want to thank you very, very much for coming back and uh, having this conversation with me. Um, I really enjoyed our conversation. I always do. Uh, If you want to tell everybody about your website or where they can reach you, please do because you have about a minute. And then um, go. Wonderful. So you can reach me at www.succulentliving.com, and I have all sorts of wonderful retreats and and coaching and products and all sorts of juicy, wonderful things for to support your life of happiness and joy and sexuality. So please come visit me and learn all about the work that I do, and maybe I can support your your awakening and your healing. Okay. Well, it sounds like a plan, and it's nice to know you're out there. I want to thank my audience very, very much for being here with us again tonight. It's been my pleasure for your pleasure. I hope we've talked about something that will give you a little food for thought. Not that you have to necessarily think that anybody's saying should do this or, you know, if only, whatever. No. If this sounds like something you want to investigate, read about, discuss with other people, go for it because there's nothing wrong with asking questions. There's nothing wrong with growing and learning and experiencing your life the way you want it to be. Thank you so much for joining me. I had such a great time. I look forward to next week when we talk about reflexology, sensual reflexology, and orgasm through the toes. Good night, everybody. Namaste. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.